Play it, play it, play it, play it. We are gay like a fruit. We are looking like a snack. You are listening to Fruit Snacks. Hello. <laughs> ding dong. Ding dong. Your dong. Let me fix this microphone for you real quick. No, I wanted it turned. You want it down? But the sound comes here. I literally said, can I tilt it? And you're like, yeah, I sure. I thought you meant tilt it back, not tilt it down. Either way. Hey, guys. <laughs> Welcome to Fruit Snacks. Welcome. I'm Brian. I'm Shane. And you're listening to Fruit, Fruit Snacks. That was redundant. That was redundant. But oh. whatever. But they we had it. to say it. Um, I guess I'm going to start the episode out by saying this. Um, if you could go ahead and take this time now to like, subscribe, rate, follow, all of the above, because I think the more traction we get, the more this gets more um, notice, I guess. Mm-hmm. And um, eventually we could get paid to be up on this bitch. So we try to get that cash <laughs> money coin. Um, and also follow us at Fruit Snacks Pod, where you can actually DM us and talk about any episode that we previously spoke about. Or send dick pics. <laughs> or send dick pics. <laughs> we ain't against that either. Um, yeah. I'm trying um, to get Brian wiped up. Girl, trust. Trust, trust, trust. Um, but yeah, that's that. Great. Um, just so you guys know, we're coming in live in Midtown, New York. Not live. We're coming in live. <laughs> um, we're recording it live, I guess. We are. Um, <laughs> I worked a red eye to JFK. Just so I could record another episode. As if. That's not a lie. This was the only trip that you could have taken? Yeah, because your schedule is just as busy as mine. Thank you. (laughs) Exactly. So, yes. I did just fly in to record this episode. And if I'm not mistaken, the past, like, six episodes have been me flying out here. But I'm not mad about it. I'm just letting you know. Because you were picking up trips with people you wanted to fly with. Sharing the wealth would be a little (laughs) little bit more enjoyable. (laughs) (laughs) Okay, well, we'll move on. Great. The fruit roll-up. Mm. You want to start? What's going on this week? Um, well, we just entered a new year, 2019. We did. Um, not just, but currently we're kind of in the process of still getting into a new year. Oh, right. Right. We just entered a new year. Yeah. Yeah, two days ago. Go ahead. So happy 2019. I hate when you say timestamps in these fucking episodes because they're gonna, this bitch is going to be out in March and we're talking about New Year. Like, so? just be broad, okay? We've talked <laughs> about this. Just be broad, bitch. Every time you're like, well, today we're recording on uh, December 4th, 2017. <laughs> and I'm like, I like to keep to it real, that. honest. They don't need to know truthful. that. Truthful. I will say that we eventually want to get more up-to-date episodes, but again, since we're bi-coastal, we have to bank these bitches. But not even that. It also sucks because we just hit two weeks of holidays where we weren't releasing anything. Yeah. So like, but again, timestamp. Like we don't need to say that either. But that's whatever. Okay. Moving on. Go ahead. Um, <clears throat> what am I doing? Well, I just found out that I'm not coming to LA in February. <laughs> again, um, timestamp. <laughs> okay, but like, I didn't get my transfer request, so I'm not coming to LA. Next Great. month. Leaving it broad. Awesome. Now you get the note. <laughs> Thank you for applying the note. Um, uh, <clears throat> and so, but it's okay because I had made a plan B for myself knowing that that was a possibility. Mm-hmm. And um, a few episodes ago, we talked about how I wanted to um, start diving into what it would be to open my own coffee shop. And mm-hmm. now I am able to start the process of picking up a job at a, a local coffee shop by like a, a small business owner and figure out uh, 
what it is that I need to do to do that for myself. So I'm excited for that. And um, I'll still be flying, but like I'll just be dropping hours in this new year yeah. and picking up hours somewhere else that will benefit me more long term. Which is great as a flight attendant. Like I think yeah. that's the biggest perk of this job is that it's so flexible that if you want to kind of like pull back in the flight attendant world and explore other options or other interests in your life, you can. And then when you feel like you're broke, you fly. <laughs> right. So. Right. Well, and it's easy because we get our schedule for the entire month. Right. The month before. The month before, yeah. So it's easy to like go ahead and make a schedule then around that. Cute. Which is nice. Okay, yo. So you can find me in my local coffee shop. Local coffee. You got to get a job first. Right, I do. <laughs> and you got to apply first. I do. Well, but I don't need to apply. By the time this is out, maybe, me. maybe he's already in a coffee shop somewhere <laughs> near you. <laughs> Playing it for all the customers. He's yeah. like, have you guys heard this podcast? <laughs> Playing it like over the speaker. Yeah. Just You're like, on... oh my god, weird. How did this come up? <laughs> but not admitting that I'm on it. Yeah. Just being like, I found this cool like podcast. I love it. You guys should listen to it. It's talking about taking dick Fruit up snacks. the butt. Right. <laughs> Calamari rings. You're like, you guys get it. We're adults in here, right? <laughs> Great. Um, so that's me right now. What about you? Um, what about me? Um, I always feel like so much has passed, but like I don't even know where to begin, so I don't even want to get into it. Um, but I will talk about this podcast because now that it's out, I feel like it's funny because like we have episodes posted, and I'm on the most current episode, right? Like that's where my mind is, and people will text me on the most. Oh, I you're you on you're on like what we're recording. We're, like I'm on already what we've finished, right? And I'm right. like on to like weeks deep, yeah. and then people who just found out or just are finding out uh-huh. that I have a podcast or we have a podcast. They'll start from the beginning and uh-huh. they'll that whole journey starts back over where they're like, oh my God, and commenting yeah. on things we yeah. said weeks ago. Yeah. Uh, like specific comments too. Yeah. Like, oh my God, I loved the XYZ. And I'm yes. like, remind me what that was yeah, again. exactly. That's the conversation <laughs> yeah. I'm having. Like, wait, what? I know what you're talking about, but remind me, like yeah. what episode are you on? And that's really fun. But I bring it up because um, every time we post an episode on Monday, um, it's funny because like one we've had a lot of feedback where people are like I don't know if I actually like this podcast or I just know the two of you and I like and I listening like it for to that it reason. yeah because yeah. it feels like we're hanging out but I will say that I've talked to other people who probably don't know me or you mm-hmm. you know but we they know one or the other of us yeah. and they still say that they like the podcast so that's yeah. pretty cool um but it's funny cuz every monday we post and every tuesday my brother calls me and we have a debrief about the episode <laughs> Really? <laughs> yeah. Where did I like that? Uh, oh, it's great. That's I like family therapy. Love it. But it's almost exactly why I re felt motivated to have this podcast because obviously we have a lot to say. It initiates and conversation. Exactly. It initiates conversation. And it's funny because I feel like, not that me and my brother would never talk about these things that we talk about on the podcast, but really, when does anal sex ever get brought up with your brother? <laughs> totally. Do you know what I mean? Or yeah. like uh, how um, finding your tribe is important or whatever else we've talked mm-hmm. about. Um, religion and what we view or things like that and so it's cool for him to hear my perspective and it's awesome to have this dialogue because he's like oh my god I completely know what you're talking about because x y and z and what's really cool is that my viewpoint is completely the opposite of my brother Mm -hmm. in the sense that he's straight he um kind of is like your stereotypical jock Mm -hmm. boy right and um he's not like emotionless but doesn't really like share deep feelings or things like that and like um even still like um he lives in 
uh, Iowa. And so it's funny how he can relate to my gay experiences or whatever experience I'm going through and apply it to his life and be like, I'm so glad you spoke about that because I know exactly how you're feeling. Totally. And, you know, blah, blah, blah. Or there's stuff that I said. And he's like, wait, let's talk about that. And um, yeah, it's actually really cool. And I've had little concepts, not concepts, but little conversations with people like that. Yeah. And I love it. Like, it totally makes me feel like what we're doing is completely worth it. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> a side note, yes, another side note. <laughs> I've gotten so much feedback about how I always go on side notes or I'm like, long story mm-hmm. short. And none of the stories are short. Clock the wig. <laughs> Clock it. Just the rug is ripped back. Because they're like, I hate that you keep saying long story short and it's never short. But they're like, I don't care because I enjoy what you're saying. Oh, I've never heard that. <laughs> But it's just funny because they're like, don't say long story short. But I, it's just a habit. It's almost <laughs> like a comma, like next yeah. thought, you know, like a transitional phrase. But yeah, yeah, it's just funny because <laughs> people are acting real crazy. Like, you're so <laughs> stupid. And I, and he's like, and, or he. Oh, well, out. No, it's both boys and girls. But it's funny because they're like, you guys always talk and then go on tangents yeah. and then somehow bring it back. And it's so annoying. And I was like, bitch, that's normal conversation. That is normal conversation. Maybe it's just normal for us because we are part of the conversations it happens in because we do that. <laughs> but I also think that we're hyper aware of the fact that people are coming in not knowing our full background exactly. story. So when you and I can like just talk through something. Because we understand the story behind that. Right. But the side note we're... is to give you a cliff note of why we talk mm-hmm. about it or like more depth. So you're welcome. Yeah, exactly. So it's to clue yo bitch ass in. Yes, you, <laughs> the listener. Miles. <laughs> Did he say that? Yeah, I think he was mad about it. Oh. Mine was like Kenosha and um, I know. What else is she doing? She's I got know. a baby on each hip. That stupid bitch. Just <laughs> listening to our podcast, walking through the park with her children. Hey girl, this is your shout out. Again. <laughs> Did we shout her out before? Yeah, like a couple Dijonet. times. But um, yeah, just so funny. Um, but yeah, a couple people were like, why the fuck do you say long story short? And then in my real life, they're like, you say that on the podcast and you're doing it again. <laughs> and I'm like, no. Seriously. They probably didn't pick it up before. They didn't, but, but now listening it's like, to it now, exactly. yeah. yeah, 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 yeah. So <laughs> I just find that comedic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So let's move right along. Great. Um, for this week's fresh fruit, which is the meat of our episodes, um, you want to explain what we're about to do? Yeah. So this episode has um, been something that Brian and I, I guess we've like. I mean, we used to do it when we lived together, but we've been doing this for years. Yeah. Um, but we used to watch a show on Logo TV, which is a branch of um, the MTV ne- network. It wasn't on... Oh, it was on Logo. You're right. You're yeah. Right. Um, but the show originally aired on MTV Canada. Canada and yeah. And then they played it on Logo because Logo is a LGBTQ plus right. channel. Which yeah. also used to be the home of Drag Race. So it's very like... Um, very that. Right. Category is faggotry. Right. Yeah. Um... But it's a it's a show called One Girl Five Gays, and um, the entire premise was there would be one um, constant girl host. She would host every episode, and she would be surrounded by a um, a group of five gay men and a gaggle of gays. A gaggle of gays, and those five gay men would rotate every week. So it would actually be like a group of twenty gay men, but it would only be five per episode. So like twenty guys in the cast, but only five casted for each episode. Correct. Yes. Um, so um, yeah. we would, I would watch this show religiously, have it on my DVR, and I would record every. Oh wait, we didn't say what they did. So oh, okay, um, yeah. through the episode, the girl would um, 
the girl host, Aaliyah Jasmine, was the long-term host, and then they filled her in um, after the show kind of was nearing its end. But um, she would go around, and she would basically just ask 10 questions, 20 20 questions every episode. Um, And it would just kind of be, like, for the most part, a rapid fire of responses. Right. Um, Sex, love, comedy, relationship, relationship, everything. Um, And it was a good way to get five gay perspectives. Diverse. it kind of humanized the gay experience where, you know, it's easy to stereotype a, a group of people. So yeah. it was like, not all gay people are the same. And so yeah. that was really powerful uh, for us to watch as And also just like an easy watch. Right. Like we would literally just like hang out at night and watch like yeah. five episodes in a row. And so what I did was just record every single um, question that was ever asked on that series and um we would like anytime we would hang out as like a group of gay guys in college we would always like let's play one girl five gays not that really it was like a game but like it was an easy way to prompt conversation um almost like a road trip game or like when we were sitting in the backyard around a bonfire like it was fun that was my favorite night i agree to get like deep down and really talk about stuff because it always prompted us to talk about stuff beyond that question yeah and um, yeah, it really it brings people together. So we kind of wanted you guys to get brought into this conversation. Yeah. So um, Shane went through this huge ass list of questions and then forever long pulled out um, a few questions to ask. I don't know how many we're going to get through. I'm going to say shoot for five. I yeah, I wrote down ten, but I we'll shoot for five because you know. Right. Long story short. <laughs> <laughs> so um, right. I'm going to slide this questionnaire to you and then i'll let you choose and you can kind of leave the topic Aliyah jasmine (laughs) great um well i'm just gonna start right at the top oh because that's a very good place to start um what part of your body do you wish was hairier do you want me to answer first yeah go for it Um, i feel like you're more hairless than me i'm extremely hairless like being part asian I literally have no hair anywhere on my body. Like, to give you guys a photographic um, mindset. Yeah, like, think circa Kim Possible with the naked mole rat. <laughs> Shut the fuck <laughs> up. So stupid. <laughs> but true. Right. <laughs> like, you can't clock that. Right. Um, yeah. Um, yeah, so I have no hair on my body. And um, as someone who is hairless... I don't ever know what it's like to have hair. And I feel like I don't necessarily wish that I was hairier. Maybe more hair on the top of my head because <laughs> I'm balding. But as far as like the rest of my body, it doesn't bother me because I don't have to do grooming or upkeep. And mm-hmm. I feel like my 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 skin neck down is pretty clear. So I kind of like that I have no hair. Um, so any part of my body that I... If I had to choose, um, maybe my thighs... Really? Yeah, because when huh. I when when guys wear like short shorts uh-huh. and their thighs are really hairy, it I love it. Yeah. But going forward, it translates into the guys that I like. Like I like hairy guys. You love hairy guys. Not so you always have though. Always liked hairy yeah. guys, but I think that's for me a quality of masculinity that I see in my mind because uh. women typically aren't, and so that's what I find attractive because it goes more in that masculine lane. Yeah. Um. Granted, when I say hairier guys, I don't think I necessarily like like shoulder hair or back hair because I feel like that's mm. like bad grooming <laughs> but I love a good chest hair that's a little bit shaven not completely shaven but like trimmed down mm-hmm. and like a fuzzy butt I'm here for that <laughs> and like hairy legs I don't want like weird shit like hairy nose ears toes knuckles but anywhere <laughs> else I'm here for it <laughs> what about you um 
I don't necessarily wish that a part of my body was more hairier. Uh I just wish that I had coarser body hair. Like, I have very, like, um, fine hair, I guess you could say. Uh Where, like, if I don't trim it, it just looks like I'm growing, like, hair from the top of my head on my body. And I hate that. Uh Like, I want it to be, like, that masculine hair you were talking about where it's, like, thick and coarse. and What? And I don't want back hair. Uh You got uh, a back poof, though, don't you? Oh, on my lower back? Yeah. Yeah, but I just trimmed that. She got a fro. I just trimmed it for the <laughs> no new year. No hair on your back and just a big poof. <laughs> <laughs> for real, though. That's but then bad. I get, like, six random hairs that I always have somebody plug yeah. out for me. Um, so I just wish that the hair that I had on my body was coarser. Because uh-huh. I do just trim it. I don't ever fully shave it. Sure. Um, <clears throat> but now I'm kind of down to this regimen where, like, I only trim bo- my body hair at the start of each month and then I don't touch it again for a month and it used to be like every week and a half to two weeks tops Uh that I would be like trimming but A that's so time consuming and B I'm moving into a part of my life where I'm like appreciating it more right um she's going from twink to to bear oh right (laughs) bear is what I meant yeah um yeah so I just wish it was like coarser work yeah um question two okay ooh I like this one if I wasn't gay I would never have learned about blank Oh, shit. This is going to get deep. <laughs> Hold up. I need a second for this one. If I was... Say it again. If I wasn't gay, I would never have learned about blank. Okay. Got it. Done. Go. I think that if I wasn't gay, I don't think I would have had empathy for someone else's story. Hmm. Um, I think being gay, um, and a, not just being gay, but a full realized gay of like understanding how you move throughout the world i think it naturally gives you a sense of compassion for the this is all very general i don't think every gay person is compassionate by any means and Mm -hmm. i think that everyone's on their own journey with that kind of way of life but i also think that when you are gay it almost is like um understanding how you are different and how that someone who might be in the same lane as you not necessarily gay but like black a woman, mm-hmm. um, Asian, disabled, disabled, yeah, trans, like anything, anybody other than an other old than, white man. Not even an old white man, but like straight white man. No, just anything. Like think about it. Could even be white. Honestly, like being a white person in a black community. Do you get what I'm saying? I get it. Where you're the anomaly. Anybody other than exactly, right. and that doesn't. It it goes beyond race, um, or gender, or anything like that, but. But it has everything to do with that in the sense that it it helps you see the viewer. Uh, it helps you view the world in a different mindset that mm-hmm. you're forced to view the world in, right? right? And I think going through those experiences, like for instance, like with my parents, um, I don't. I probably mentioned this on a previous episode, but me and my parents' relationship isn't the best because they don't like that I'm gay. Yeah. More so, my mom. But when I was 19 and came out, they kicked me out of the house, and then through that journey. It was easy for me to be compassionate in a weird way towards my mom and my dad because I understood that they are basing their life off of everything they experienced within their world. Or didn't experience. Or didn't experience, yeah. Yeah. And because I got blessed with the that experience even though it was a tough experience or blessed with being the outside, I can understand people's mindset when it's not the norm yeah or like i can be compassionate to something different because i am that something different and because people respond to me sometimes negative because i'm different mm-hmm. i learn to not respond some i learn to not be as negative to people who are different totally. of me you know what i mean and i think that is like the basic level of compassion and mm-hmm. yeah i think 
it was a really great message for me. Yeah. Um, so I feel like if I wasn't gay, I I probably wouldn't have learned compassion as quickly or as like hard. Cool. Um, I think that if I wasn't gay, I would never have learned about self identity, true mm. self identity. That's a good one. Um, I would second that too. And I say that because <clears throat> I feel like a lot of times when uh, when life comes a little more easily to people, they don't have a need to question what's coming their way or totally. how they're responding to it. Totally. Um, and I think that when you have to go through an experience like coming out, you suddenly have to start questioning all of your decisions. Right. Um, before you come out, when you come out, and after you come out. Right. And all of that causes such a hyper self sense of awareness. Right. Um, that I just don't think I would have had if I wasn't gay. Right. And I also think that to bleed into what you were saying um, about compassion, the hype, the the heightened, heightened. the heightened sense of self identity, um, also causes me to understand the self-identity or lack of self-identity in other people. Sure. So in experiences, right. even if it's not like compassion necessarily, I can like take a breath and be like, we're just going to disagree here because exactly. we are two very different people. Yes. And that just comes from two very different self-identities. Right. Where it's not like you're judging them for being different. Right. But it's just you like... You just have to let it go. Yeah. Like again, like what I mentioned, like they're on their own journey. Yeah. Yeah. And um, that kind of ties into the whole idea of gaydar, I mm -hmm. feel like, where... Because you're so hyper aware of not being gay, yeah, and the little signals that you try to suppress to not show that you're gay by the mm -hmm. way you talk, the way you walk, the way you yeah. smile in pictures, the way you completely do everything, like answer the phone, mm -hmm. um, that when you know someone's in the closet and you're like, I think they're gay, it's because they're doing the same things that you used yeah. to when you weren't out yeah. of the closet. And I think that is like the basis of gaydar. Mm -hmm. And so <laughs> it's like, if you didn't, if you weren't gay, you wouldn't have gaydar. <laughs> or a good sense of gaydar. Yeah. But yeah, that's funny. <laughs> tickled yourself? I said tickled. <laughs> Next question. Let's do it. Number three. Okay. On a scale of one to 10, how curious are you about going to a bathhouse? One to 10. Yeah. Ten. One being like not at all interested and 10 being like, I want to go to a bathhouse. Honestly, I feel like I sit in a five. All right. Yeah. And me saying I sit in a five has nothing to do with judgment on people who say it might be a 10. Mm -hmm. um, for me, I don't think that I would enjoy a bathhouse because I think I, I would be too mentally um, in my head about the whole experience granted let's let's do a side note real quick and we're doing a side note only because some <laughs> people might not know what a bathhouse is it's not like a spa a bathhouse is like a spa typically but it's kind of where gay men go to like hook up with each other mm -hmm. um i don't think it's like an official thing where it's like this right. is where you know come here to have sex but i think it's like an underground thing where they right. know a lot of gay people go to this one spa or location to like sit in the sauna and when another guy's there it kind of like let's fuck you know, mm -hmm. and it gets a little bit raunchy. And so for me, I don't, for my, and again, this is all personal. So if you're into it, I'm not judging you and I'm not saying what you're doing is wrong. But for me, I feel like I cherish more the one-on-one -on -one connection. It doesn't mm. mean that we have to be in a relationship. Yeah. But I also want to feel like connected to a single person rather than emotionally getting off. Mm -hmm. emotionlessly getting off because right. to me I'm like I'd rather just masturbate and be done with it because mm. there's no emotion tied to that other than the simple feeling of feeling good and I feel like for me 
having sex is deeper than just getting off. Mm -hmm. Whether it is with someone, I feel like because we're sharing that experience, there's that imprint of them on me. Like a dick imprint? <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> but yes. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> Not a dick imprint. But like, you know, like bite marks, hickeys. Yeah. I don't want that. <laughs> no. uh, but just like. I get it. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. I just think Like that in Twilight when Jacob imprints on Bella. Exactly. Right. They did it in the bathhouse. Bella's house. daughter, I mean. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like. Um, no, I get it. I say a five because I can't say I would never be into it because I think as we get older certain situations or experiences arise and I'm like oh maybe I would warm up to the idea mm -hmm. um and I think the idea of like freeless freely freely and fearlessly having sex is intriguing mm -hmm. because that's the that's the full idea of having like sexual control yeah it's how you almost got gonorrhea totally though <laughs> seriously yeah, where I, I almost got like, gonorrhea <laughs> but see I almost got got so that brought that shit from a 10 <laughs> to a 5 because <laughs> I ain't trying to get got <laughs> don't get got me girl <laughs> so yeah like a five <laughs> all right um i would say like a eight or nine okay um because she a hoe but right no judgment <laughs> i'm just kidding <laughs> that's um, not hoeish. <laughs> i no, don't think it's hoeish. Well, i really don't here's the thing so um long story short no um going back so a year ago we're just um, gonna use a different signifier of long story short <laughs> it's gonna be like going back for you right. like going back so going back or i'm like side no sorry but you just need to know this information <laughs> but go ahead um so when i my first year living in new york uh-huh um i met this guy he had told me that he um, went to spas a lot uh -huh. and spas as in like Korean spas where it's like men and women but there are men there, only there are men only sections women only sections and then there's um, co-ed sections uh -huh. and when you're in the men only sections everybody's just naked like that's just what it is and he's like I think you would love it like it's super relaxing it's like not what you're it's thinking not of. it's not like a like a, a bathhouse bath like what we're talking about house. yeah it's like um, a like a bathhouse like for real <laughs> yeah like you walk in and there's literally like old yes like old old old, old old pop belly raggy balls yes <laughs> just balls to the ground so you were hard <laughs> i was in it man like i just like i cannonballed into you the said, hot tub Ooh, daddy daddy daddy, daddy. <laughs> daddy with a z daddy. yes um no so <clears throat> i got rent to pay Who <laughs> um so i went and um it was my first time like having to be naked and uh -huh. like i was just supposed to be relaxing but it was like very awkward and uncomfortable at first yeah. and i was like i'm slightly turned on because i'm just naked and i'm surrounded by naked men right and that's how you know you're gay yeah that's <laughs> that's when i knew for sure that i didn't know for sure until then um but like he and i first of all we had only met once before we went how awkward right so that's what i'm thinking but i'd be so vulnerable his, that's what i felt but in his mind he was so like not about that right like he was like shalom. talking to me he's like so what did you do before moving to new york it's and like i was like coffee but you were just naked. but we were just yeah. naked in a hot tub with like jets on your back or like you could go and do a cold tub right. or like whatever um and i was like okay so then we went we were in that section then we went down to like the co-ed section and we went into like actual saunas and like right. steam rooms and whatnot <clears throat> and down there you're like in a uniform that they give you and then by the end of the day i was kind of like do you want to go back up to the men's like i was more intrigued by it sure. <clears throat> so it we went back in and i was like okay like it was definitely way more crowded later in the day and uh -huh. i was like oh i wasn't prepared for that. yeah um but overall i was like okay like i would come back yeah 
And then cut to like a year and a half later in my relationship for Christmas, I, uh, my boyfriend gave me a, a Christmas present of like booking us massages uh-huh. at this um, spa that was f- having this like huge group on. And um, I was like, well, that's funny because I didn't ask for that for Christmas. But, <laughs> but I'm ungrateful. But, so. Yeah. <laughs> um, so we went and it was the same scenario. It was just like a way nicer spa because it was uh-huh. in Manhattan and uh-huh. The one I went to before was in Jersey. Uh-huh. Um, but, like, super cute. They have, like, a, this little shuttle that picks you up in Manhattan, and they take you over and, Drama. like, whatever. Um, so this one was, like, a lot nicer. And then the massage section was, like, a professional, like, salon uh-huh. kind of thing um, uh, where they have, like, tables. And we were in our own rooms. Um, but it was the same scenario where we went into the men's section. It was all naked. And there weren't a lot of people there. So it was more just him and I at first. And then other men were, like, coming again. Like, it must be, like, a later in the day thing. People get off work. And they have, mem- it's, like, it's almost like a gym. Like, they sure. have memberships to just go and, like, relax or whatever. Right. Um, and I realized at that one that there were men kind of, like, either Perusing, with wandering. Cruising. Yeah. yeah. Um, or, like, diddling their diddles in the hot tub. when And they were alone when it was happening. But then you would, like, turn the corner and they would, like make sudden movement and you were like I know what was happening sure um but it didn't like throw me off in a sense of like I want to leave I was like it's like they were doing their own thing it it wasn't like they were doing it in front of everybody it's kind of gross because you're in a hot tub like that I I was was gonna just gonna say that that's kind of really gross I know (laughs) like think about if they finished in that hot tub you're like Swimming in swimming semen. In sperm soup. So, so you dream come su- true. <laughs> I got pregnant. So, and so I went in mouth first. <laughs> mouth first. You dive in with your mouth, eyes open, and you're like, oh. Um, Just drinking through a all my future, <laughs> Watching all my future pregnancies. Swishing it around. <laughs> Doing the backstroke. Like, I love the spa. <laughs> ten, ten, ten across the board. Sick. Yes. I went again. Um, no, but it was... <clears throat> you came a second time? Uh-huh. <laughs> I will always be sure to come back. Come, come again. <laughs> um, but <clears throat> all of this backstory to say, I've never been to a, a designated bathhouse okay. atmosphere. Um, but being in these situations where... I've been more vulnerable and exposed and right. it's like just around. The idea of being naked isn't so like. <gasps> yeah, it's yeah. it's not so. It doesn't take me back so much where I'm like in my head and like mentally unstable about it. I'm just kind of like, it is what it is. And honestly, how often. Are you naked in front of people? Is that what you're going to say? No, I was actually going to say like men. Because I feel like what makes us most insecure is our own secure. Are our own insecurities with our bodies. Right, like you're projecting, like, they're, they're probably looking at my muffin yeah, tops. Yeah, like, like, no one thinks that. Yeah. Right, well, I don't think that because I don't have one. But, but I mean, in no, general, just yeah. Um, in two. the winter months, I do. <laughs> um, you have bread love tops. Yes, yes. <laughs> Muffins are too small. <laughs> just cake tops. Cake tops. <laughs> Bakery tops. Don't stop at cake, bitch. You got scones. <laughs> you got macaroons, macarons. <laughs> Macaroons! <laughs> oh my god, I then love it. you have it. grilled cheese for lunch. <laughs> yes, just sopping it up over for the dinner, side. dinner, you have soups, salads. Yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> so done. But what I was going to say was, like, how often do you guys actually, like, look at the things that we're thinking they're looking sure. at? Um, 
And so it's it's a lot more relaxed than I think we make it out to be, but because it's so taboo, um, even for us as gay men, like a gay bathhouse is very taboo until right. you do it. And then you're kind of like, okay, right. like it's not as new of an experience. Right. Um, and so that's why I say like I have more interest in it. Right. And I don't know that I would be able to go in and like full on hook up. Right. I think I could honestly masturbate in one without like touching somebody right. else and like get off on that and be like, I'm good. I, I want to go. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Because, you know, once you're finished, you're going to be like, I'm out. I'm out. I'm right. Out, right. Out, regret, out, regret, 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 regret. <laughs> um, yeah. But I, I'm intrigued by it. Sure. But um, yeah. So literally long story short. And literally eight. long story short. <laughs> and eight. Great. Right. So question Moving number on. four, is it? Question four. Mm-hmm. Oh, this is a good one. Nice and easy. If you had breasts, what cup size do you want? C. What do you want? C. I think C? about this so often. A C <laughs> cup, bitch. A motherfucking C cup. I actually chose this question to put on the list because you always talked about um, what your life would be like if you were a girl. Oh, my God. And yes. you, it always came down to, like, sex for you. Yes, always. If I had a vagina, bitch, I'd be throwing <laughs> things up in there all the motherfucking time. <laughs> I'd be whopping this ass up on things. <laughs> <Not> whopping. <laughs> <laughs> Go through Burger King. Be like, whop, 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 whopping this ass on everything I can find. Just whopping it. I'm like, next. <laughs> number two. Who's got, who's got number two? Whop, whop, You're like whop. the main attraction in the bathhouse. <laughs> the main attraction, bitch. Like, legit, I'd be oh whopping this ass up and down. But to answer your question. <laughs> a C? A C cup, yeah. Because I feel like a C cup is nice and, like, full. Like, give me a celebrity. Uh, let me say it's full B, uh, like a full B teetering C. Because I don't feel like it's big, too big to where you're, like, it makes you look fat. Do you know what I'm saying? Because some mm-hmm. girls, when their boobs are too big, it, it makes them look thicker. Right. And I don't think that's because of their boobs as much as the clothes they wear. It makes them right. look bigger, right? Um, but I would want to have that slim build but still have those titties where I could, right. like... Jiggle them, you know, be like, wow, wow, wow. Would you wear tassels? Yeah, daily. Okay. Bitch, that's all I would wear. <laughs> would you wear a bra? Uh, no, absolutely not. And I would let my nipples out because yeah, I don't it's think free it's the nip. fair. Why, free the why do women have to I agree. Up? Look, I agree. I'm not arguing Titties are titties. We all got titties. You mm-hmm. used to suck on a titty, <laughs> bitch. Mm-hmm. But um, a celebrity, I have no clue. I don't know boob size. I know, but like if... Just give me okay. a celebrity who I'll, you would look at and you'd be like, oh my God, I would love to have her um, body. I don't look at boobs like that. Mm. But I would want to, I would want big enough for them to at least touch. <laughs> so there's cleavage, uh-huh. but not too big to where it's like back pain. And if I right. wanted to go without a bra, it wouldn't be like, whoa, she needs to wear a bra. Mm-hmm. You know? so would you have gotten a boob job? Um, No. Oh, okay. Well, it depends. I don't know because... When, when, if I had small titties and for whatever reason that bothered me, I wouldn't be opposed to it. Mm-hmm. But again, I don't know because I'm not a woman, um, cause I might enjoy having small titties. Right. And like, as a man who enjoys the female body, I guess as a gay man, I do like big titties, <laughs> but if you don't have big titties, I still find that very sexy as long as you're confident with your little titties. Why are you giggling? Cause you just... Like, I've never heard you say titties so many times. <laughs> and I'm like, as a gay man, I like big titties. <laughs> but if you got small titties, I'm here I for like that too. too. <laughs> so, long story short, I like titties. <laughs> okay. Um, 
C sounds like a great size. Uh-huh. Like, that's idyllic. Yeah. But I idyllic. also... <laughs> isn't that a word? I don't think so. Yeah, it is. Idyllic? Yeah, like idea. L-L-I-C. Idyllic. Okay. Sure. Um, <clears throat> But with that said, I um feel like we also have friends who do have small boobs, and I'm here for it. That's what I mean. Like, a lot like of... Like, it fits their body. I agree. Like, yeah. Yeah. I agree. Love her body. And that's why I say, like, if I was a bigger person... Not fat, but like a bigger mm. woman and had small boobs, I might feel the need to get a proportionate right. adjustment. But if you have a small frame and small boobs, I'm like, yes, yes I can name a handful it. of my friends who are on the petiter side. Petiter. at McDonald's. Get, get the potatoes. We got grande venti potato. I hope that tickled you guys as much as us. So I, we have friends that are on the petite sides. With titties that are smaller. And it looks great. Clearly, we're super mature. Oh, oh my god, <laughs> I don't even know why that is funny. Petita is not even funny. <laughs> <sighs> I can't wait for this episode to come if, out. If if patities <laughs> become a thing, you heard it here first. <laughs> Hashtag patities. <laughs> That's the size I want. That's, That's <laughs> what size of titties you want if you're a girl? I want patities. <laughs> Choke it on a patitty. <laughs> oh my god, I can't. Okay, oh, fuck. Mm-hmm. But in my current body size, I couldn't pull off patitties. <laughs> no, in your current body size, you cannot. Pull I cannot off. pull them off. But you know what you did? So have? you had patitties when you were growing up. <laughs> As a former fat kid, <laughs> Shane, you had some nice patitties. I have a scar on my patitty because of my patitties. <laughs> Wait, favorite story to tell about when I was a fat kid. My so Shane, left, real quick, the backstory is Shane was a former fat kid. <laughs> okay, long story short, when I was young and fat, it was summertime, but I was still obsessed with Totino's personal pizza pizzas. Rolls. But they weren't personal pizzas. They were just small pizzas that I made into a personal pizza. <laughs> Any pizza is a personal pizza if you try hard enough. Right. So, like, the reason I brought up summertime is because, like, in the summertime, the last thing you want to do is, like, turn on the oven and, like, yeah. make it hotter. But I so was you determined. Eat frozen. No, I, <laughs> imagine you just no. eat like popsicles. <laughs> no, so I was determined to like still get this pizza down this throat into these patitties uh-huh. <laughs> and these muffin tops, these cake tops, this bakery, everything. Um, so I was <laughs> cooking shirtless uh-huh. in the comfort of my own home <laughs> without a bra. <laughs> Because your patitties not to wear a bra. <laughs> and so I pulled the oven door down. And I bent over as one does to take out the pizza, but I forgot that my petite was hanging down. And when I pulled out the pan, the edge of the pan burnt my nipple. But my first thought wasn't my nipple, it was save the pizza, because I 
I jumped, obviously. It, like, singed my nip. And the pizza almost started to fall, but saved that. Never move quicker. Never move quicker. (laughs) For years, I had a scar, like, from the middle of my left nipple, like, probably two or three inches into my chest, into the middle of my chest. Man, that one really worked me up. And and finally, the scar kind of, like, went away, but my nipple still looks different than my right nipple because of that. Mm. Um, So with my current figure, I would not have hepatitis. I would... Go for a solid C. I'll C, go with you yeah. on that. Yeah. C's good. It just seems great. Yeah. Lock it in as C. And if you were whopping ass, right? Whopping that ass <laughs> up and down, your titties be jiggling. Yes. That's a good, cute visual. Mm. All right. Great. <laughs> Moving on up from that. Uh, number five, is it? Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay. Uh, do you want a long one or a short one? That was, well, it does, I don't care. Great. I mean, they're all, you know, guys, you know how we work yeah, Sorry, here. I just snorted in it. So it don't matter. Okay. Um, we'll go with a little more serious one. Okay. I wish I tried harder at blank. Ooh. Well. Do I know what you're going to say? Yeah, I I think think I know what you're going to say. But you go first. No, because I think I'm going to say what you're going to say. Oh, well, you go, and then I'll tell you if that's what I said, or if I'm going to say that. I guess my mindset is just, like, on this right now, so I wish that I tried a little harder at bottoming. Nope, that's not it, but that's a good one. Yeah. Because... Yeah, I because I think that. back to relationships when I was the bottom of the relationship. Side note: bottoming means you take the wiener. Ew. In <laughs> in a guy in a gay relationship, the bottom is the one who receives; the top is the one who gives. So, Correct. me and Shane typically are mass dom tops. <laughs> Sometimes sloppy pig bottoms. No, we are just tops. We prefer to be tops, but right, you were saying now. Um, but like bottoming feels so great. If it's right. Yeah, if it's right. And if you know what you're doing and if your body is, like, more accustomed to it. Yeah. I'm glad you um, picked a serious question because it's Yeah, me too. (laughs) (laughs) Um, So I wish I tried a little harder at bottoming um, more regularly, even in a relationship where I maybe am not the bottom all the time. Um, Just throw it in every now and then. Yeah. (laughs) Because I actually really enjoy how it feels. Yeah. Um, But... When the time comes, I'm always like, oh, what did I eat today? Totally. I probably shouldn't There's put like that There's like a in. way bigger yeah. prep. And I'm just like, know, I'm when, not that committed. When we were talking about the anal episode, you know exactly what. It's a lot. It's, it's a, a lot. second full-time job. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I'm going to see. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Did I spit? <laughs> I was like trying to hold it in, trying to get it out. Whatever. Um, that was not what I was going to say. I was not going to say bottoming. Oh, great. Me neither. I thought we were going more serious, but I, know. I do support that answer. I think that's good. And I like commenting on that. I do think that more guys need to do that. Mm-hmm. Not because like, I think bottoming in the gay world is almost like emasculating. Not it in the is, gay world. But I not- feel like we also make jokes now right. or not me, but I feel like jokes are made a lot now where like. We have a shortage of tops in the gay community because so many people are bottoming. Well, because I think the thing is, is that it feels good as a man, Mm -hmm. no matter if you're gay, straight or whatever, honestly. But I think the stigma is if you take it as a guy, it's emasculating. So people sometimes carry that from straight culture into gay culture Mm -hmm. where the bottom is the bitch. It puts you in the more feminine role. And I don't think that that's necessarily true because I also think that you're almost like this is going to sound really ridiculous, but you're giving a gift. Honestly, because mm. it's not always enjoyable. So you're almost like sacrificing your pleasure to give your partner pleasure. And mm-hmm. I think that more people should almost do that. It's almost yeah. like giving head, right? Like you're not really getting much out of it physically. Mm-hmm. You might like the act because you like pleasing, but right. you know what I mean? Whatever. But yeah, that's great. Yeah. I support it. Thanks. Um, 
I wish I would be, tr I would try harder at, um, I don't even know, to be honest, because I, I'm, I'm like hesitating because there are things that I want to say, but then I'm like, no, like a situation pops in my head where I'm like, no, I do try hard at that. Mm. Um, but I guess personally, so you're just perfect all around, not perfect, but <laughs> I also don't think that I wish I would try harder. Do you know what I mean? Okay. Like, I feel like what, when I think of a situation, I'm like, oh, I did try. And I'm like, that's the amount of effort I want to put into it. It's right. not that I'm not, it's not that I'm perfect. I just don't want to put more effort than I'm already putting in. Um, what would I try harder at? I don't know. I feel like people say I'm like mean. So I, I wouldn't say that I want to try harder on my own sake, but I would want to try harder to be a nicer person for other people's sake. Does that make mm. sense? Mm -hmm. Like, I do, I'm very abrupt. I'm very aggressive. I wouldn't say aggressive. Well, yeah, aggressive. Your delivery is aggressive. My delivery is very aggressive. I know tact, but I don't use it because mm -hmm. I don't have the patience for it. Right. And I, I, I use a lack of tact right off the gate, right off the bat, because I don't, I want people to know what they're getting into, right? I don't want them to, me to sugarcoat it. And they're, then all of a sudden they're like, who is this person you're becoming? <laughs> and so for me, I guess I would wish I could use more tact in the, in translation, be nicer or mm -hmm. whatever. Um, because I feel like people say I'm mean, but then that's why I hesitate because I don't care. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, personally, I don't care, but I also say, I bring it up, I wish I was, like, nicer. You don't care that you are hurting people's feelings I in the way that you deliver. No. It's, okay, so let me refrain um, or refrain. explain or clarify. Right. It's not that I don't care that I'm hurting people's feelings, but I also think that it's a certain responsibility that they don't need to take everything a certain way. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Because I am direct or blunt, I think they take that out of context because they probably haven't heard it in the way I say it because of the way other people probably speak to them in their life. Right. And so for me, I guess I would want to be nicer because I don't want to hurt you. Mm. And not necessarily you, but a friend. Yeah. Um, and for me, I don't go out of my way to be malicious and I'm not a malicious person. And I think that's when people come back to me is because they're like, well, you're not, even though it hurts because you're saying the truth. Yeah. I know that you're not trying to be mean. Right. And so I think that's where I'm not a hateful person. So I'm not saying these things just to tear people You're down, not. but I think they take it that way. So that's why I'm like, I don't really want to put effort into that, but I do want to be nicer in the sense that like, I feel bad I'm making people upset. And when people come to me and they're like, Brian, I don't like the way you said that to me. I'm never defensive and be like, well, shut the fuck up. You need to hear that. Right. Um, sometimes I am, cause I get to that point, but I'll say, okay, I hear you. As a friend, I respect you. I respect our relationship. I don't want to hurt you, so I won't say that. Mm -hmm. But then they're like, well, why do you even think it? And that, I'm like, okay, well, then now you're trying to open that dialogue, right. but you don't want to hear it. What you yeah. want to hear is, I'm sorry, I shouldn't have said that. I don't think it, you yeah. know? But regardless, I, I need to try harder at, like, being nicer in for someone else's sake, not for my own, because I really am fine. Because if you get upset with what I say, and if I feel like it's true, and you decide that we can't be friends because of that, I'm not hurt by that. I'm like, okay, that's your journey. Yeah. You know, just like if someone told me something, I was like, oh, I don't like the way they make me feel. I wouldn't invest in them. And I think they should be okay with that because they they kind of created that dynamic. Like I created that dynamic. So if you tell me you don't want to be in a friendship with me because of something I said, I'd be like, okay, I respect you for that. Two points to that though. I think that one <laughs> of the issues that you have is... I don't have issues. <clears throat> just kidding. Okay. Um, one of the issues with that for you uh -huh. is... Um, I think people build really deep relationships with you or um, I think that people build relationships with you that are vastly different from relationships they're used to having in their lives. Right, which is why I mentioned. And that's a very powerful yeah. feeling sure. to have, um, to be like, this is so new to me. Right. And it's it's not anything like 
I'm not saying like romantic. I'm talking about guys, girls, anybody right. in your life. Just any I feel like you're a very different someone. person sure. to have around in your close circle. And so when they come to you, they're coming to you because they know that um, they trust in what you're going to say. Sure. They're not ready to receive it the way that you give it to them. Totally. And so that's where I feel like that juxtaposition the, happens for sure. them where like... There's a disconnect there. Yeah, they yeah. they they like you. They love what you say. They don't love how you deliver it to them. Right. And so that's why it's like they do invest in you because right. they've already built that relationship. That's why they came to you in the right. first place. The second point to that is <clears throat> I think that um, from personal experience, the only time that you ever really deliver something maybe too harshly is when you're personally invested in what you're talking about. Totally. Because anytime that I've ever come to you for advice on things that have nothing to do with you, right? you're very like calm and collected. And like you do sometimes say things that I know I have to hear. It's like the hard truth, but right. you deliver it in such like a like an easy way. Almost like a matter of fact of like... Yeah, I take the motion out of it, and it's uh-huh. like it's either this or that. I right. Mean, either way, you have the the the, <clears throat> the power in the situation yeah. to choose. Oh, excuse me. <clears throat> but go ahead. Sorry. And I well, I just feel like I'm more of an emotional person than you uh-huh. by far. And when people build things up for me, it adds more anxiety sure. to that situation. And you take that out of it, right? Because you are more emotionless in the way that you're responding to what sure. I'm doing. Sure. <clears throat> it almost calms me. Right. And I'm like, okay, like, take a breath. He's okay. So you're going to be okay. Yeah. Um, and, like, I got your back, so you're yeah, good. Yeah, but, like, I think that a lot of times we look for people to ramp us up. Sure. In the direction that we're already moving. Sure. And, like, support us. So sure. I think that that's another point of conflict is you don't always – you give people what they want to hear, but not in the way that they want to hear sure. it. Which, I guess, still goes back to the first part. But – um, yeah, I, I think, think I guess I just ultimately need to, not necessarily need to be nicer, but just be more work harder at tact mm-hmm. because I do have patience when it comes to things like that. And I know if you bring me a problem, I'm not going to jump down your throat, especially if this is the first time you brought it to me. But if you like if we keep talking about the same shit and I've given you my advice and you're still coming back to me being like, what should I do? And I'm like, I told you, bitch. Mm-hmm. And then I give you that come to Jesus moment of like, yo, motherfucker, <laughs> tact is out the window at that point, you know? And yeah. I think people don't realize that it goes from zero to a hundred for me mm-hmm. because they think this is the first time I'm talking about it with him because they're probably sitting with it over and over and over. Right. So it's a reoccurring thing. But for me, I'm like, bitch, I've been on this journey with you. Mm-hmm. And that's exactly what you said. It's like, if it doesn't affect me, I'm very tactful. But mm-hmm. once you start bringing this drama into my life where it starts affecting me, I'm like, no, we gonna handle this. <laughs> yeah. 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 So that's all it. right. Cool. Um, question six. Yeah. Um, we should probably do like one or two more. Sure. Okay. Um, <clears throat> uh, okay. I wish I had a lover that lived in blank. <laughs> Why did I do this to me? <laughs> I'll go first so you can collect yourself. And I won't say it in an accent that may or may not affect you even more. Um, I'll say it. I wish I had a lover that was in Australia. It's out there. Ooh, you got chills? I, I said it. I'm direct. This is tacked out the window. Come, <laughs> come fucking home. Just kidding. <laughs> Just kidding. I'm emotionally invested, okay? So now you're about to hear it. You're about to hear it. Um, no, I'm just kidding. I know. Um, for the people who know that inside joke, <laughs> my last boyfriend was from Australia. And um, I'm not going to say your name because you probably don't want to know that. But 
Hi. <laughs> he did mention that he did listen to one of the yeah. episodes. I don't know if he's still listening. That's why I got uncomfortable. Yeah. I don't know if he's going to even listen to this, to be honest. But um, funny story on a complete side note. Yeah, sorry, we're going there because <laughs> this is our motherfucking podcast. I was, like, texting to him because I usually send him music. Yeah. And I said, like, did we talk about this on the podcast? Uh, no, we talked no. about this in Bryant Park. Oh, shit. Okay, well, I'll just let the listeners know because, like, you'll hear my heartache right now. Oh, shit. Um... <laughs> It's not even a heartache. I know. But I think you go into expecting to hear one thing, and when you don't, you're like, ooh. Yeah. You know, and I, th- this is my situation. He doesn't owe anything to me, um, but we always share music, because that was, like, what we did within our relationship when we were yeah. together. And still to this day, when I hear a song that reminds me of something we did or our relationship or him, I'm like, hey, give this a listen. And it's not, like, an emotional thing where I'm like, hey, give this a listen because it reminds me of this, the time we did this, and mm-hmm. da 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 It's not like that. It really no. is just, like, take it what it is. This reminded me of something of you. I want to share this with right. you. And it's very – usually I don't even put words to it. I'm just like, send the song, and then that's that. And then he responded. I responded. We caught up just a little bit. And I hadn't said this in a while because I feel like – we don't go down this road, but mm-hmm. I, in this moment, I was like, I want to tell people if they if they matter in my life, I want them to know, mm-hmm. you know? And I said, hey, just by the way, like, I want you to know that I miss you. And it wasn't even, like, a relation sense for me because it's been so long. Yeah. But it was more of, like, a friendship because I really do miss him as a friend. And I was like, hey, I miss you, by the way. And he's like, oh, that's nice of you to say. <laughs> <laughs> and I was like, okay, well, <laughs> thumbs up. Like, okay. Um, but, yeah. Um, I jokingly say Australia because he was Australian, but um, honestly, anywhere. Mm. Um, I feel like this is this kind of goes with ties in with my idea of love and soulmates, and I think who you fall in love with has a very big hand of proximity, right? Because yeah. if you only live in say like Alabama, then your soulmate is in Alabama. Do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Because that's all your world is. So you're going to pick the best fit for you within your dating pool. Right. And so for me, because I've lived so many places and experienced so many people, I don't believe that the person I'm going to fall in love with necessarily will be within the same vicinity as where I live. Mm -hmm. And I think that's why partially I'm always single is because if I feel like I've experienced your kind of person before, not necessarily you, but your kind of person as far as the way you think, the way you act, the way you carry yourself, and I've experienced you before, I don't want it. Because I'm like... So what culture, like, to bring it back to the question, what culture have you experienced where you're like, I would really like to dive more into this? Um, I don't know. I really don't know. Because I don't want to... It's not even like me being like, I don't want to put boundaries on it. But like, literally, I, I really don't know. Because I always feel like I'm a person of growth. And if I feel like whatever, the way it will grow, what if I feel like I will grow with this person and experience growth in any capacity, it makes me so intrigued. Whether mm-hmm. they're smarter than me or financially stable more so or whatever. You know what I mean? Like, well, financial things don't really matter. But do you know what I'm saying? Where yeah. they want to travel, do this. I want to do something bigger than what I have now. That, to me, is attractive. And yeah. so if it is from a culture that I've experienced, it's not as, like, fun to me. And that's not a trigger point. Not to say that if I've, like, dated someone from America, I'd be like, ugh, gross. But... If I, you know what I mean? Like if, if they are from somewhere different, it was like a trigger point. So that's part of the reason why I was like so into because I didn't know much about Australia and it was like, oh, I just said his yeah, motherfucking name. Okay, timestamp 5510 <laughs> I need to write this down, girl. Let me fucking bleep that motherfucker out. He ain't a motherfucker, but let me bleep the name out. Um, 
he was so intriguing to me because I didn't experience that. And like to think about going to visit Australia and this and that, it was like, <gasps> it was exciting, you know? Um, and I don't think that that was my mindset going into it. Right. Um, so it's hard to say. All right. It really is hard to say. I think um, it could be anything. Um, but I also don't want to bound my love to my vicinity because I think I am a person of I want to experience more than my immediate reality. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I think that you should explore more in Alabama because that's kind of right up your alley. Corn fed, dirty fingernails, probably wear some dungarees. <laughs> so stupid. Um, well, mine's True. easy. Barcelona. Barcelona? Mm. Why? Yeah. Um, I, or Spain. Um, <clears throat> Barcelona was the first place that I traveled internationally as a flight attendant. Uh-huh. And it was a place that was on, when I took this job and I was like, where would I want to fly to internationally? Yeah. That was top three. Yeah. Um, and when I got there, like not one part of that culture disappointed. Sure. Like the people, the architecture, the food, like just everything about it was like everything that I wanted it to be. Okay. And then some, um, and I think that if I, if I had like a Latin lover in Barcelona, like all the other places that I would want to visit in Europe are like super accessible. Yeah. Um, and I have a thing for Latin guys, so. Perfect. It's like right up my alley. Yeah. Yeah. I wish I had an easy answer like that because yeah. at least it narrows down my field of scope. But uh, it's no help because I'm four years single and standing strong or weak, however you want to look at it. But we'll move on. Great. Um, I feel like we're running a little bit Yeah, long. that's it. Wait, I do you want to look good. at the questions you I have just did. and see if there's one that you felt like would add to the episode? No, there's not. Okay. So then let's just like do a quick little wrap up. Um, we're going to move to the next segment. Fruit smoothies, which is a blend of your ideas with ours. And this is when people wrote in to us, um, either at Fruit Snacks Pod, either through our personal accounts, or through email at uh, fruitsnackspod at gmail.com. So with that said, please write in to us because we would love to make this segment longer, but sometimes there's nothing, so we yeah. don't really talk about it. But someone asked, um, do you want kids? And the answer is no. So we're moving right along. <laughs> To the next segment. Just kidding. Well, that's literally my answer, so. Mm. Mine's really hard. I'm just going to wrap it up for the kids, make it real short. Um, I'm in this place where I struggle, like, back and forth. It's, like, very very black and white one day and very gray another. Sure. And I don't know where that stems from, but I'm looking into therapists currently, so hopefully I can figure that out soon. Perfect. Yeah. Um, it's just such a big decision. Sure. And well, leading a life that we get to make that decision like in a very planned out manner. Right. It just it almost adds pressure because we can't do it all willy nilly. Right. Like, you can't just have accidentally. Sex and, exactly. Right. Like there's just so much thought that goes into it, and I feel like I overthink it, and I start thinking about all of the what ifs, and like mm-hmm. I don't know if that's smart or not smart. Right. So it's just a lot. Sure. Um, and now I'm at an a- we're at an age where, and this is kind of what puts all the pressure on me for the first time in my life is I'm, I'm realizing I'm at an age where this is a very realistic decision for me. Mm-hmm. You know, like if I make this decision around now or in the next few years mm-hmm. would be the time that I would really start to dive into it. Yeah. Um, before it was always like, yeah, I want kids because there was nothing attached to it. Sure. Now there's reality attached. Right. To You're it. like now thinking as an adult of like, yeah. how the fuck can I afford kids when I can't afford my own life? <laughs> Correct. Yeah. Yeah. So yeah. But for me, I'm selfish. I don't want kids. I think I could be a good teacher in the sense of like helping a person's mind grow, but I'm not trying to be. Well, that bitch. if I have a kid, you will be his godfather. Mm-mm. By godfather, I mean uncle, because I'm not going to raise raise them religiously. 
Bye. So, Uncle Brian. Universe father. Universal father, because mm. gifts from the universe. Gifts from the universe. Yeah. Um, okay, so I think Great. that kind of wraps up the segment, or the segment, and the episode. Um, but we'll end with in-season. Um, okay. Go for it. Do you want me to go first? Yeah. Okay, so in-season is just kind of what we are into for the week. Um or something that we want you guys to kind of look into, maybe. So for me, in season this week is a Netflix series called Explained, and they take topics and kind of really dive deep into um, what the reason we got to this point. So like the water crisis or mm. um, what else? Global warming. Glo- yeah, I don't think I don't they know, talk but about I mean, global like, yes, 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 yeah. where, where it started and where we are now, right? right? And I want to bring up the first episode because this is kind of what triggered it and I watched the whole entire series. And they're really short episodes, like 30 minutes long, maybe even 16 actually, but it was talking about the wealth gap. Mm. And I love that um, they brought this up because it kind of goes into the idea of systemic oppression where people are like black people don't have it harder or a certain ethnic group doesn't have it harder you guys are just dramatic like everyone's equal to the same opportunities yes it's true but everyone has a different starting line and right. i think this episode again it's only 60 minutes it's almost as long as like a youtube series right or like mm-hmm. a ted talk so i think it's worth checking it out um but again the first episode of this series called explained the wealth gap it gives you a really good insight as to what people mean when they talk about why black people are in the current situation where they're usually in poor neighborhoods or with less um, mm-hmm. fortune or right. stuff like that. And it might not even apply to black people, but just people in general where people are in power and the rules they make keep them in power. For sure. You know? Yeah. So yeah, that's very worth right. looking into. Um, mine, I've actually been thinking about this starting a new year. Um, I know people talk about balance a lot in life, or at least I've heard people talk about balance a lot. Um, but mine, my in-season right now is more of a balance on <clears throat> finding finding a way to bring more of my old self into my new self. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like that as I've evolved as a person, I have really shut out who I used to be. Sure. Um, almost because the, the new me didn't like the old me as much, or I didn't see as many positive outcomes in my past as I would have liked to. And I was like, maybe it was because of how I was or mm-hmm. the, the ways that I reacted to things. And now there's parts of me where I'm like, like I wish that I was more emotional sometimes or I wish that I felt things more sure. fully. Sure. And I feel like I really turned off that switch. Right. Um, and my breakup, which I've talked about before, has really prompted a lot of that right. where um, I put myself in a very dark place um, not on purpose, but I um, I got lost right. in myself and in my head and um, in just thoughts. Um, and so I, moving forward, I just want to find a way to take what I really like about who I've become and blend it with the parts of myself that I miss, right. that I've decided to shut out right. for whatever reasons. Well, I think um, my advice to you, because this is the first time hearing it, obviously, is mm-hmm. that... Um, I feel like you need to be kinder to yourself yeah. because I think that when you were in those dark times, there was nothing that you could do other than was to survive, right? Mm-hmm. Like, and the only way that you felt was necessary to survive was to either shut off or do those decisions yeah. and blah, blah, blah. But now that you have that gift of that experience, you can like look back and not really judge yourself on that, but not right. saying you are, but yeah. do you know what I mean? And mm-hmm. then really be like, okay, if this is something I really want to work towards, 
you're at least cognitive of it. And I think the first step is to catch yourself when you're falling into those patterns. Mm -hmm. And then from there, it's like the possibilities are endless. But I think that's huge. Yeah. And I think acknowledging that is the hardest step. Mm -hmm. And then like the second hardest is obviously applying it. But I don't I think that that is a lot easier than acknowledging it in the first place. Because at least you know when you need help, you know. Mm -hmm. And when you go into an experience where it might happen, you're like, I'm so sorry. This is what I'm doing. Uh Just give me a second. I got to figure out my thoughts, you know. Totally. It's a work in progress. It's great. Yeah, thanks. Um, so yeah, that wraps up this episode. We almost got it under an hour. I think that's the first thing in like since episode one. But um, thank you guys for listening. Thank you. Um, happy New Year. Yeah, Happy New Year. Happy even, Spring. Even though it's like March, yeah. <laughs> um, but um, if you guys want, we would love to hear from you guys. So please reach out to us. Please, please, please write please, us. Please. If you have any questions about any of the episodes, please, please, please write us because I would love to open that dialogue onto this podcast because I'm sure a lot of the questions or comments you guys have, honestly, they reoccur within my own friend group that I think that it would be great because then it would like bring that community together and that snack pack would be tight and cute. Snack pack. So again, you can reach out to us at Fruit Snacks Pod on Instagram and then at Fruit Snacks Pod at gmail.com through email. And then Weaver Brian's my personal account. And then N A Y R Shane Ryan backwards Shane on Insta. And yeah, um, thank you guys for listening. But catch y'all next week. Wait, get it, get it, get it. Catch y'all next week. Oh, that was so weak. <laughs> so weak. That was so weak. Wait. Okay, wait. We we gotta give a good one. Let get a little. Let, let, let's, wet let's, the let's, let the wet. Uh, what is it? Wet the wet the whistle. Wow, that was so hard to get out. What what the what the what the what the? Go ahead. Oh my god. That's bad. He's tired. But I'll end with this. There yes. It is. There it is. Oh. Okay. Bye, patitties. <laughs> <laughs> bye, guys. Bye. <laughs>